Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is episode number 202 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host. It's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. I am that guy who has two thumbs and is me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> you are also joined. <laughs> Matt is just... Yeah, he's one of those. One of those cast already. Uh, spoilers, here is Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah. yeah. I might be slightly distracted for the next 40-ish minutes because although I'm not much of a football fan, um, I'm leading a predictions league about the Euros and I'm about to get nine points that no one else is going to get because I've predicted Hungary to beat Germany 1-0 and it's currently 1-0 to Hungary. <laughs> and nice. all of my mates are backing Germany. I mean, <laughs> So I'm, I'm currently I'm being bombarded with you prick, you prick, you prick. <laughs> Smart money would would go for for the German German victory there, wouldn't they? It would, it would, but not clever money. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if everyone's voting this way, if I vote that way, and shit does actually happen, get in. Um, yeah, football football fever has been been happening. I mean, I much like yourself, I'm like under normal circumstances, largely don't give two shits. Um, and I've been drawn into some some football this this time around. It's a uh, there's a there's a, a gravity to it all, but I can clearly still state that it is not coming home. Yes, correct. It is not coming home. The 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 best thing about the it's coming home thing is if you look at England's record under Gareth Southgate, they've not beaten a team I think inside the top thirty in the FIFA World Rankings. Because England have just had really lucky draws all the way through their major tournaments, but because because that and they got to the semi-finals of the World Cup, everybody's just going absolutely mental. It's like, yes, you beat Sweden and Algeria, and this time you've beaten <laughs> Croatia and drew with Scotland and beaten the Czech Republic. Like these are teams that I could probably get in the England squad, and they'd still win. <laughs> yeah, like a, a push, I could probably beat them. Yeah, like I, I, like you could put me on a left back, and England would still beat the fucking Czech Republic. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, not not meaning to diminish the Czech Republic's uh, output for any uh, any Czech listeners. Um, however, uh, I think our, our football team have a high expectations and low ability. I believe the the Czech nation have more realistic um, expectations <laughs> of their ability. Yes, I would. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know whether it's the same in every country, but like, yeah, England fans seem to just decide at every tournament that all of a sudden we are the greatest team in the world, despite the fact that we've not shown any kind of form or any kind of thing. And I say we, and I'm not even bloody English, but like you get drawn into it over here because most of the people are England fans. And yeah, just people just seem to be drawn into just idiocy. Yeah, it's, it it reminds me very much of that uh, that meme that goes around, uh, around Facebook every so often of the guy in the tracksuit um, on the podium who's like shooting yeah. shooting champagne and like making out with women and then is like last. Yeah. That is that that sums up England's kind of stance for um international football, isn't it? We have delusions of grandeur. Um Absolutely. 
I mean, we for the fact that we don't like football, we are talking a lot about football in recent episodes. Yes, my bad. Let's um, let's move away from the football. Indeed, right? <laughs> Guitar-related shenanigans. We should probably do that, shouldn't we? We Gu- probably should. So, guitar-related shenanigans, Mister Matthew Quine. Have you had yes. any? Uh, I did another gig this weekend. Again, nothing untoward, like nothing exciting. Ran the same rig as last time. Had the Variax without the, without any charge in it. I just used the magnetic pickups because it's a, cl- it's a cracking guitar without all the brain. Um, yeah, just pretty standard. Obviously, we played that wet song that I talked about last week, the Jason Ratz one. Uh-huh, with the dweedy bit. <laughs> yeah. Dweedy. Yeah. Yeah, with the double stops following the chords that the bassist kindly called the lead break. <laughs> yeah, very generously. <laughs> yes, but yeah, um, and you know, it went well. They they enjoyed their first dance. They all enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it just cracked on. And it was just a very, very normal gig, which is becoming abnormal these days. Usually there's some form of drama or another. I mean, the but fact yeah, that, um, you are, that you've got gigs is, is abnormal in and of itself. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, like... To me, it isn't because we we only did that first like thirteen week lockdown, and then I think we've done a three week and a seven week. So, yeah, for me, lockdown is abnormal. Whereas for for you guys, I know you're. I, I jinxed it a couple of weeks ago, and you've, you've been pushed back. But you're gonna soon come out of lockdown, and none of you are gonna know what to do. No, because <laughs> you've been in one form or another for the last like twenty months. We're gonna have a. A, a form of Stockholm syndrome, aren't we? Where we're scared to step foot outside of the house. Yeah, although I do note that your numbers are still climbing, even though you've kept restrictions in place. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, don't know. The the numbers don't in any way correlate to what the government decide to do. So, yeah, they yeah, they fair. just make it up. They, I think they've got a dice that they've had printed that that has lockdown on a couple of sides, and then whatever on the, on the others and they just go ah, today is a yeah. lockdown day let's announce it <laughs> yeah well like we're lucky enough that um like we've got further gigs getting opened up because people are hoping to be able to bring relatives over because the isle of man border restrictions are going to go down to if you've had two vaccines you can travel here without restriction from the 28th of june which is in a week's time Monday, in fact, it's Monday, from Monday. So if you've had two vaccines yep. and you've had the second one more than two weeks ago, um, then you can travel to the Isle of Man without isolation. However, if you, you, you test it on the way in and if you have it, you then have to isolate. Um, yeah. And you're tested again after six days. Yeah. But like, that's the first opportunity that I'll have had to leave the island. And it's a very small island. We don't have like anything big over here. Like it's 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 somewhere where a lot of people will get very claustrophobic because there's five towns there's no city like nothing that you could call a city because like our, our entire population is eighty thousand. like yeah so our biggest town is like twenty thousand people and like yeah so it's, it's a lot of people have kind of been stockholm syndrome or like yeah feeling very kind of close-knit and then obviously most people have relatives either in the uk or further afield and when there's two weeks isolation coming like coming that's just coming back there might be other isolations on the way out to see family members further afield and stuff it makes it very difficult oh, so yeah, like people yeah. are all kind of getting excited but it also means that there's a lot of people who had put weddings off that are now messaging us like 
got, have you got any dates left in August? Have you got any dates left in September? We're thinking about having our wedding in October, like that kind of thing. And yeah, so we've got kind of that kind of stuff flooding in following the like the, the change in these restrictions. But it's all kind of up in the air at the moment because they've announced that, but they've said it's still subject to change and it's like a week away now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's... And obviously, you're like this, this, that, because everything travels from either England or Ireland at the moment, there's the only places we've got direct flights and direct boats to yeah. so if the numbers in the uk keep going up they'll have to reassess and maybe change again and like yeah so everything's kind of just up in the air um and then obviously there's the the people who are saying that if they don't get a vaccine they're now being discriminated against because they don't get to not isolate and you're thinking are you also not discriminating against people who don't want to be coming in contact with covid but <laughs> yeah, that's you discri- can't say that apparently <laughs> discriminating discriminating against common sense isn't it really yeah like like you with with other countries like certain south american countries and like india and, and so on you have to have vaccines before you go there it is mandatory yeah to have like uh, malaria shots and and so on and so forth why is this yeah. any different this is this is now a, a global thing. If you want to be able to travel, you need to have your shots. Like yeah. that has that has always been a thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's nothing new. But yeah, we've we've got people over here that are saying that they're being discriminated against, and the, I think the only people that have a justifiable case are people who medically can't get the vaccine because of health underlying health conditions and stuff. Hmm. I think they're rightly like disappointed but i think most of them understand the other big one is obviously at the moment in the uk and we're following uk legislation on this under 18s i don't believe can have the vaccine yet unless that's changed recently yes sure um i definitely don't fit in that category so i've not been keeping tabs yeah no as far as i'm aware under 18s are still not able to think so there's people over here kicking off that they can't go on their family holiday because they can't take their kids with them and i I think that (laughs) to me that's a (laughs) win-win yes but i think in the middle of a global pandemic i think there's probably other things to worry about than you not being able to take the kids to marbella for two weeks fucking magaloof i'm sure i'm sure magaloof will be there next year it's not going away Oh, yeah, like, oh dear! Like, I understand people who are disappointed they can't see their families, but like, if you're worried about not being able to go and spend two weeks on the south coast of Spain, probably just have a little bit of a reassess of things before you make those complaints. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Or see if uh, see if the um, uh, Bear Grylls Island series is is happening <laughs> anytime soon. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's, Perfect advice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, I think we've uh, <laughs> we've gone off on a tangent a little bit. Mad. Like that we ne- have. Never happens. <laughs> What's going on? What What else guitar related have I done? <laughs> I, I have ordered a replacement for my Analog Man chorus. Oh, brilliant! Excellent. So that's coming in about three months, probably, if I'm lucky. Is, is it exactly the same for the, uh, the like their other pedals as well? Cause I know that no, it's not like a king of tone. It's not that big a wait list, but it, it is a. They are built to order, not built for like forwarding on. So yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And obviously, I like because mine had a mix knob on it, and I want the external mix knob because I don't want to open the bastard thing up to try and change the mix. Because 
you know, okay, that yes, generally there is one or two settings I use on it, but like I like to be able to fiddle with the mix just because, like, that's one of the things that killed the CE too is like the fact there is no mix knob on there. Yeah, you so. you get you get that sound and you get varying speeds and depths of that sound, but it is you yeah. you get the eighties, don't you? Yeah. Whereas you can mix the clean in on the analog man that I had, and I don't want to have to open the back up to mix the clean in or change the mix of the clean. Absolutely. So, yeah. If yeah. if if you use more than just one setting of mix, then you do need an external mix knob. Yeah. Th- which is so I've I've ordered that. So obviously it, it's. It's it's at that point a basically a custom pedal because it's not the default settings, so you've got to wait for them to build it. So I haven't had the email back telling me what the lead time is, but I was told by somebody that it'd be about three months. Shit. And that's lead time, that's not including it getting shipped to the Isle of Man, going through customs, then having to pay customs separately because it's coming from the States, so you have to pay customs rather than pay the distributor. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it is a massive, massive faff, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, it is. But I, I like I say, I bought that chorus because I like chorus as an effect, but I like a specific sound of it, and that did the sound that was in my head. That's yeah. the that was the sound that was always in my head. So I, that was the reason I spent so much on a chorus. So I need, I want to replace it. And yes, the the afterglow will do as an intermediary, but yeah, yeah. That it is that exactly that it's an intermediary and i want i want my my chorus sound back does <laughs> it every time you step on it you're just a little bit angry at it you're, just, oh, you're not a fucking yeah, analog just man. Mi- mi- mildly inconvenienced by it yeah i mean it's it's a decent analog uh so it's a decent um chorus pedal i think it is analog um and it will do the job but it's it's just not an analog man is it no, no, it's just not. I mean, how how good would it be if the the chorus sound in your head was a readily available, very cheap chorus? Yeah, and yeah, like, but I mean, saying that, like, I love the sound of the hot cake into the the Vox, and the hot cake is what one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty quid, I think, maybe a little bit more. Uh, sure. Oh, oh, but yeah, yeah, like, there there are sounds out there that like do exactly what I was looking for that are are cheaper sometimes, but with chorus, unfortunately, you got the sound of my head taste. was a, a, a modified CE2 circuit from an American company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that do do things to order. Yeah. Yes. Uh, say lovey. I mean, it's... It, it, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? If you contrast that, the, the phaser on my board is... Uh, I can't even remember what the brand is. But it's a tiny little, like Moore size pedal. That's it's X Vive. X Vive. It is. Yeah, it's the X Vive. Just whatever it's called it is. Phaser, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like I think you can pick them up new for less than thirty quid. Yeah, and like that does me because I use it far less than I use the chorus, and also it mostly does that orange phaser sound that we all know. <laughs> yeah, hint hint. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually got more control than that orange phaser that we were all thinking of. Yes, yeah. Um, I sold that specific orange. Oh, pardon me. I sold that specific orange phaser and bought the Joyo version because it it did <laughs> what I wanted the orange phaser to do better. Yeah, um, yeah. I've heard many, many stories of people going, "Yeah, well, it didn't quite have the control I wanted, so I bought the Joyo one, or I bought the Muo one, or I bought the 
Hot One One or the X Five or yeah, yeah. just kind of any any of those kind of cheaper brands because they've got like extra control. It's not just like left and right is more and less. Well, the, on, uh, on the, the speed, the the Joyo one that I've got, the vintage phase is literally just a one knob, but it's based oh, on the, it? yeah, it's based on the script apparently, not the uh, not okay. the standard. Yeah. Um, and with the standard one, there was an audible volume increase yeah, when it which was is not what you want. Yeah, but it was only when it was engaged on a clean tone, <laughs> not with a <laughs> not with a drive time, which was mental. Um, yeah. Whereas it's a lot more even uh, with the uh, with the Joyo one. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit crunchier sounding, which no, it, sorry the the uh, the standard phase ninety is a bit crunchier sounding, and then I like that ever so slightly more. Than I do yeah. the Joyo, but the volume increase pisses me off more than the the, yeah, the lack so, of crunchiness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like I could probably like, run yeah. a treble booster into it and get get it to be more crunchy. <laughs> mm. I might have to well, do some go. experimentation dig, to get dig out a a treble booster. I've I've got quite a few to choose from. <laughs> don't oh we all um, yes. and anything else guitar related i've done uh today i in the middle of Stuart tate having a bit of a meltdown because he's had to pay some customs duty for somebody else importing one of his pedals yes and also he's also had something else go wrong this morning and then i messaged him saying i tried to buy a t-shirt and mug on your website it's trying to charge me 25 quid for postage and he's going fucking hell is anything working <laughs> <laughs> and he was like if you send me it on paypal uh, it'll cost me about 450 to post it over so just send me a message on put it in the notes on the paypal and so send me this much so i did so i've got a t-shirt and a mug coming from tate effects indeed yeah uh, yeah he, he um he put those up yesterday was it yeah um, i only noticed them this morning because i wasn't on facebook last night but yeah and there you go yeah so t-shirts and mugs are available from uh, TateEffects.co.uk. Just yeah. Don't and try and if you're n- if you're not in the Isle of Man, they'll charge you normal postage. But apparently, they think the Isle of Man is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, so it costs them twenty five quid to post them from the UK. It's the only logical explanation as to why it's twenty five quid to the Isle of Man. I, I heard that um, the Isle of Man is officially a territory of space. So there you go. Yeah, so it's going to go up on the next SpaceX. <laughs> Or does it have to go to Russia? It'll, they'll probably fly out to um, to Kazakhstan, which is where the Russian space thing yeah, goes go. from. So, yeah, yeah there the, we go. The Noah guy who knows a guy, but <laughs> 25 quid, yeah. I mean, if I, was, if I was shipping something to the moon, 25 quid, I think, would be a bargain. Yes. Um, but, yes, however, would, the Isle of Man, 25 yeah, quid. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So... So there we go. Uh, at least that was sorted. Um, I, I received a T-shirt through this week, actually. Um, did you? I did. It's quite a surprise as well. Uh, in fact, it was a package with two T-shirts in, and both of them said "Pedalboards of Doom." Ah. So now I've got some official official branding. Is this to wear when you're wear when you're shooting the videos? Uh, possibly, and possibly when I'm live streaming. Although. Uh, a lot of the time when I'm live streaming, it is a heavy crop on my face, and this microphone stand <laughs> yeah. is largely in my way. But the thought's there. The thought is definitely there. But yeah, definitely during the videos, I will 
maybe wear them because <laughs> my my shooting schedule uh, for videos is is pretty much ad hoc. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you, you planet planet round watches then. That's it. You you might find like in in one video there's about four different t-shirts. <laughs> And it, it'll be ah, like, but if you're always wearing that t-shirt when you're filming, yeah. then people won't notice that you're swapping between the two. Indeed. I, I might do it with the different... Because one's got the logo in white and one's got the logo in like a charcoal grey. And I might, I might do it where I switch between them for each scene. <laughs> Just to see if anybody notices. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But speaking of... It be a little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, it will be, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of pedalboards of doom, anyway, um, the Moor, so not the Moor, Moen, Moen. Shaky like, Jimmy. The Shaky Jimmy, yeah, the, uh, the video uh, actually released uh, this week. And there were quite a few people who were interested in the mod. So, like, hats off to those. Uh, Mr. Dave Rage was one of them because he's got... Um, he's got the newer version of the Shaky Jimmy, which is called the Nova, the Nova Jimmy or something like that, which is basically okay. Shaky Jimmy, but in a normal sized enclosure. Uh-huh. Um, so Excellent. I, I think we might, might even find like a follow up video from Mr. Dave Rage sometime soon. Nice. Cause it's a really, really simple mod. You literally just tape up the, um, the LEDs. But so I'm, I'm in a little bit of a quandary with that now because I've done the mod and it works and it's fine. However, I'm I'm torn as to whether I prefer it to Pre the your post mod. Yeah, I mean it's it's really easy to undo. You take the tape off. Yeah, it's it's literally that. Yeah. Um, however, do I want to keep it? Do I not want to keep it? Or do you want to buy a second one and not mod it, and then you've got a modded one and an unmodded one? It took it took me about three years to find one of these on the um, the marketplace. So, <laughs> um, no, essentially, because I I don't think there's anywhere legitimately that you can buy buy them brand new. It's all like eBay sellers that are like buy from China and get it eventually. Um, so, and I'm having a little bit of a, um, little bit of a standoff with eBay as well, since they've brought in like weird selling rules. Um, I'm not sure where I stand with eBay. I'm not sure whether I like them anymore. Um, I saw you can now not have to buy with PayPal, which was just weird to me. Yeah. I, I think they're making that mandatory because I think they've had a bit of a, um, they had a falling out with PayPal. Yeah, over sell, like seller fees. I think there's, there was something to do with that, but I'm not entirely sure. I haven't researched any of it. But my gut instinct is that I'm not siding with eBay on this one. I like PayPal. Me and PayPal are tight. Like, oh, <laughs> I've bought many things with PayPal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, PayPal is my friend as well. I know a couple of people who aren't friends with PayPal, but yeah. I've never had an issue and actually i find that it is i mean probably because i don't do much selling but um certainly as a buyer it is a godsend especially when somebody doesn't build a guitar 
you can just <laughs> click a button or like you know if you if you buy something online and it doesn't appear and you can just click a button and say it hasn't appeared and paypal yeah. will go here's your money back and we'll talk to the person ourselves and we'll do all the hassly bit yeah yeah i mean largely i've, I've received stuff like that like experiences like that uh, and it does give you like a massive dick to swing when you're having those conversations with sellers yeah. um because I had um, like a, I bought a little light box thing, uh, and when it arrived, like the the power cable for the light box was pressed on like the foam inserts, so you can have different color backdrops for it. And because it was pressed into it, the foam had been indented, um, and obviously that makes it so that you can only take certain shots if you're putting it over where the indent is. Otherwise, yeah. you've got this massive indent in your your photos. Like not ma- like not a massive uh, but problem. Yeah, but it was it was enough for me to go. Oh, this is just a bit shit. Um, so I I messaged the uh, messaged the seller on that one, and because I paid with PayPal, they were like, "Yes, sweet. Uh, here's half half like refund of half, uh, and just keep it." I was like, "Yeah, sweet. That that was good enough to." Yeah, to appease me, and there's there's been like situations where, like, I'd bought. I think I've mentioned this a few times on the um, uh, on the podcast, but I bought a light ash, um, light ash Stratocaster that was just not as described. There was just quite a few things that were wrong with it. Yeah, um, and the the seller was being a little bit of a shirty bitch. Uh, <laughs> For want of a better expression, it was like, no, that that's the way that the finish was, and you've taken the scratch plate off, and because you've done that, now your uh, your your rights are void. And like, I took some fucking screws out, you absolute mong. Um, what like what? <laughs> like, I've put them back in, uh, and yeah. it, I had to take the screws out to look at the fact that these three pickups don't match. However. On the the original, they are a matched set of Seymour Duncan pickups. So, you've you've done some shady shit here, and not mentioned it in your listing. Yeah. Um, and like there there was just like little bits like that. Um, and I really wanted to keep the guitar. I was like, look, it, I think it it's not what you described, and it's gonna cost me a couple of hundred quid i think i bought it for like 250 and i was like it's gonna cost me maybe like maybe a 100 quid to fix the stuff that you've not mentioned yeah. and i'm not asking for that i'm asking for like a partial refund of, i think i was asking for like 50 quid back or something um and he was like no you're just trying to fleece me here and, and i was like okay uh and then Hi, I said, <laughs> yeah, well, I said to him, okay, refund me and I'll send it back to you. Like, no, you've voided your, your warranty now because you've taken bits off and you've you've removed the strings. How dare you? I was like, <laughs> you, you fucking what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I I ended up like going to PayPal and they were like, yeah, this guy's been a dick. Um, here you go. Here's your money back. Just, just send him back the guitar. Uh, so I did. Um, <laughs> I was quite petty about it. I sent him back the guitar. The guitar was fine, but I, I uh, used packing tape on the tremolo arm. I wrapped the tremolo arm in shitloads of packing tape, 
and then packing taped it to the box as well. Because <laughs> um, it was like, it, it weren't like your standard screw one. It was like a pushing yeah, one. So yeah, yeah, so it weren't it weren't something that you'd get, that you could just replace really easily. So, so I just thought, yeah, have that, you absolute grade A bellend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I despise that that transaction because I really wanted that guitar. Uh, and ever since, it put me off buying that guitar. Um, <laughs> so, ugh. but yeah, yeah, eBay. Again, like th- th- these, these are tangents, these are, aren't they? They are. Um, you listeners, you, you've used eBay before. You can, you can, you can sympathise with us here. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Are we the only ones who use use and eBay? How, no, surely anybody alive in twenty twenty one who is over the age of twenty, which I imagine is all of our listenership, has used eBay. Yeah, like surely. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I've bought quite a lot of guitars on eBay, um, sight unseen. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't do it. You absolutely should not do it. Um, so I, I have a 100% fail record on that. Do you? Yes. My Ibanez, sorry, not Ibanez, uh, my Epiphone SG with the bolt-on neck yeah. came with a headstock that was held on by the white paint on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> and the fretboard yeah so literally it was like a crack that the paint on the neck was kind of holding together and like you could you could move the headstock back and forwards so i we unbolted the neck and just bought a like a, an ebay special neck um that was probably about 40 or 50 quid and actually the action's lower than when you held the headstock in the right place on the Epiphone neck, so it all turned out for the best. But it's a white body with a red neck now. Nice. That's uh, that's modification. That is. That's. Yeah, and that was done by my dad at the time because I was about. I must have been fifteen or sixteen when we when we did that. Nice. And he managed to without it without it needing a shim, set it up really well. Good man. Good man. But the, I mean, Leo Fender didn't play guitar, and he managed to build an entire company from it. So, yeah, so a fairly it, successful one, I think. It's possible, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard of his guitar, so so definitely. <laughs> yeah. Just looking over there, I've got one. Like that is a that's that's an actual Fender. That's yeah, a Squire. That's a room. Squire. Like, I've got a Squire, but I haven't got a Fender. Uh, no, no, that's, you have, that's, you've that's got that's your... literally right behind me is the telly, and your Cabernet. <laughs> Oh, it's not in this room. Uh, oh, there you go then. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got a Squire Strat there and a Fender behind me. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. We... I need to resolder the fucking ground wire in that. That reminds me. <laughs> you do because that that guitar looks absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's just sat there doing fuck all. And it has done for about two years now. Oh. And all it needs, literally, all it needs is for me to open it up. Take the loosen the strings off to the point where I can take the bridge off. Put the um, thingy underneath the bridge, yeah. screw the bridge back down, solder it to a pot because it's a ground wire. So whatever you solder it to, it's fine. And that's it. That's, that's all I need to do. Yeah, and man. it's sat over there for probably coming up for two years now. That is that's criminal. That is absolutely criminal. It is. It is. 
I've got a. Um, I need to do that. I've got a, a Telecaster again, a Telecaster. Um, kind of like my Revelation Tele, which has got like the humbucker size P90 in the neck. Um, the neck pickups stopped working, um, and I've opened up the like the cavity, and I can't see anything that would be wrong with it. Uh, so I need to take it to Fletcher to just go fix help, fix it, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that look, reminds me, I need to get my my Cabernet to the guy who can fix it because I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, like this is this is life as a guitarist, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mentioned the Shaky Jimmy. That's that's been released. Um, I've got nothing coming up for um, Pedal Boards of Doom just yet. Although <laughs> although this week I have been trying to stretch my guitar ability. Yeah, boy, um, attempting a track that is in the style of someone who is much better than I am. Um, but I'll, I will leave that for another day, just in case I don't release it, uh, and I don't, I don't want the whole Black Rose saga again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we can we can wait for now, but yeah, it we're will. waiting with bated breath. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I know the answer, but you do, yeah. Um, I've got uh, a no talk all time releasing this week. Um, I've been lazy actually. I should have recorded another one this week, and I've not done it. Um, I was possibly going to do it tonight, but then you messaged and said, "Let's do a podcast." I, might not be able to. I yeah. was like, "Yep, that is my excuse. That's all I need." Um, but I, 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 I will get one done. I don't know what I want to do though. I've got, I've, I've got to a point where I've got like a pile of pedals, and I, I. I'm overwhelmed. I've got option paralysis. So I need to just yeah. point at one and go, that's the one that's happening. Put with all me. the ones you haven't done in a bag that you can't see into and put your hand in and whatever comes out first, that's the next one. And you you do that until the bag's empty. Yeah, I like, I like, I like the bag method. We might do that. <laughs> um, the, the only problem is I'll end up with a lot of chipped pedals. Okay, wrap them in cellophane and put them in a bag. Yeah, go on, or go on. Put, or put them in a box, and if you don't have the box for that pedal, just put them in any random box and in a bag. Yeah. And okay. even then, actually, no, if you put them in random boxes and go away for a day, you don't even need the bag. Yeah, yeah. you just pick up, <laughs> pick up one and go. <laughs> uh, you, you pick up your flashback box and go, oh, it's not a flashback, it's a... Fucking heavy metal shaky... distortion. Yeah, Shit, well, fuck. <laughs> we'll do a delay type... Delay type video on this heavy metal distortion. It can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, but yeah, so the one that's coming out this week is it's it's called the Donna. Uh, let me get get, get me this right. Blues Drive. I wonder what that might be. Is it like a SD one clone? Uh, you're not far off. <laughs> You'd think it was a Blues Driver clone, wouldn't you? Yes. Is it, was, I was being facetious then. Is yep. it not a blues driver clone? It, no, it's not a blues driver clone. Oh my god! Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay attention to the video to find out. I am pretty sure I know what it is. I'm pretty sure I know exactly which pedal this kind of lineage comes from. Is it a pedal that a blues player would use? Maybe. Okay. So, is, the, it, is it Japanese and green? Maybe. <laughs> is it sat on my board over here? <laughs> maybe. 
<laughs> like the original and the one that, that this pedal is clearly like the topology of like the exact circuit of <laughs> yep yeah, pretty much so so yeah we've got that to look forward to um and i think i've not got one scheduled for the week after but then the week after that um is a, another um no talk will turn on the comp which comps are hard yes comps definitely are hard for reviews on youtube especially when youtube compresses everything so fucking much that trying to do subtle compression is pointless yes yes i mean that is that is where we're at essentially the the demo as far as i've heard it because I've, I've listened back on youtube uh and it comes across quite well um and the company uh it's a k-line compressor i think the the video is up for premiere so you can see kind of the schedule anyway so it's called the the k-line hot mushroom um and K-Line so far haven't made a pedal that I haven't enjoyed. So watch out for this one. Right, let's do some news. News. Because we're we're over the halfway mark. We've pontificated. We have traversed the straight and narrow path. We've tangentized. Um we <laughs> yeah. So we should news. Right, we're we gonna do our, we're gonna do our first one, and this is something that me and Matt should be excited about, whether we're not we are or not, we'll find out. So more, more, um, yes. GTRS. They've come up with a new kind of branch for their company, GTRS, which is nothing to do. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, like I said, like I said before the podcast. If you say GTRS, I initially think Porsche 911 GTRS, and it's not. It doesn't even. I don't even think the GTRS exists. They have a GT3 RS and a GT2 RS, but just obviously the re, the, the removal of the number. It's it's still in my head. Is either it's a, it's a Formula Racing series, the GTRS, or it is a Porsche. 911 car yeah so i mean i'm not going to argue with you it should have racing stripes whatever it is but it's yeah. it's not uh it's guitars so it it literally is guitars without any of the vowels <laughs> guitars um so well done for that mo that's some inventive i mean to be fair for a chinese company that's progress yeah 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 absolutely um because there, there have been some cock-ups um especially if you try and read some of the manuals of these um chinese clone pedals yes yeah uh yes, we've, but, all, yeah. we've all been there and we've all made fun of the <laughs> terrible terrible translations <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like in their defense their english is much better than my cantonese or mandarin or yeah or whichever of the their languages they speak but yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so yeah. gutters uh, I think it's the S800, is it? the S800 was what I read. It was S800 or S600? It was, so we'll split the difference. F700, <laughs> which it definitely was. S, no, it's def, definitely S800. So there you go. S, S800 uh, is a guitar from Moore. Um It is a modern-looking HSS Strat. I think the necks are... They're either heavily vintage tinted or they're... Um, One piece roasted hard maple 
satin yeah. finish. There you go. So a roasted maple neck. Um, does it say anything about the construction, like the the frets and stuff? The uh, bolt on uh, bone nut. Uh, Twenty-two nickel silver jumbo frets. Okay, so it's not stainless twelve inch steel, radius rosewood board. Scale is twenty-five and a half inch, so strat. Yeah, what you'd expect. Yeah, so HSS modern strat. I think it's like a modern C, um, modern C uh, profile. Um, uh, I don't think sta- they... Standard C, it says in the specs, but I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does it mention the uh, the the radius on the board as well? Yeah, twelve inch radius. So yeah, definitely he- heading towards the modern kind of feel. Um, it's got it. It looks like a normal strat, apart from the the um, middle pickup tone control, uh, which is like a weird black color and has got. A, a massive LED in the Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're like, what? So, what makes this different than just a, a standard guitar? So, the, I mean, for like, I think they're, they're asking 400 quid for it. Like, roasted maple neck. Like, Alnico Bookers. Uh, sorry, Alnico pickups, because it's HSS. That isn't far reaching from what you'd expect for that kind of spec guitar. This has got an inbuilt uh, effects unit um, processor kind of thing. Yep. So f- the the marketing videos have been purposefully quite evasive in how it works, but it shows you some of the features of what it does. Uh, so there's there's a there's an app. It works via Bluetooth. Yep. And you can essentially add um, a, a myriad of guitar effects to your your guitar signal. So before it reaches an amplifier or if you're going directed, you can run like tremolo or drive or, or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> which is a bit crazy. Well, it like... And I didn't think of this before, but in my head, it's a cross between a Variax and a Gibson Firebird X. Did they have built-in effects? The Firebird X was the weird Firebird with, like, basically, like, 100 buttons on the top, and you could turn the effects off and on, and just they were really weird, and nobody bought them because who would want that and built into the top edge of their guitar? <laughs> I did. I didn't know it had that built in. I know they they had like a a weird like modeling system where it, it was almost very like where you could change the tunings and change the the feel of the pickups and whatnot. But I didn't know that I'm it had effects. Almost built in. certain that there were effects built in because I'm pretty sure I remember a video where the guy couldn't get the phaser to work properly, <laughs> but they left it in. And I don't know whether it was Gibson marketing video or whether it was somebody else that I was watching on YouTube. But I just remember going, "Why is why haven't you cut? Why haven't you cut? Just work out how it works and then come back." But no, he just sat there watching this guy try and work out how to turn the phaser down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all all the phaser all the time, and I don't want it. Um, that's quite funny. I'm 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 pleased with that. Do you remember about two years ago when they? made the burst driver as well and it had yeah. like a tube screamer built into a les paul yeah uh, fuck man gibson you crazy 
Um, but I could I could at least understand that one because like having like a built-in boost pedal on your guitar on a flick switch that makes sense. Yeah, having a multi effect under your fingertips. Usually when I play guitar, I don't know about you, Matt, but usually when I play guitar, both of my hands are a bit busy. Yes, I sometimes struggle to change pickups <laughs> because I'm playing the guitar, yeah. but I need the tone to change between sections of a song, but I also can't stop playing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, largely what we're saying is hands essential to smooth guitar playing. Yes. So the guitars has decided, no, this is this is false. Your hands can now do effects. Yes, and they have, what do they call it? They call it, the, the knob has got a weird name that I read in the specs earlier, and it's, it just made me giggle. That What's the, the where is it gone? Please be like, right, here we go. It's the super knob. Oh, of course, of course it is the super knob. Um, I am, I'm sure there's a, a video series out there on certain adult interest websites titled super knob. I'm pretty sure it features a, a, a British porn star called Mario. Almost certain. <laughs> super knob. Um, yeah. But there you go. Um, I, I don't know what to say about Supernob. I'll be honest. That's that's throwing me <laughs> through a little. you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what we're saying essentially is your hands are already kind of doing stuff, so you don't really want more stuff to do. And changing effects via an app, while good in theory, may not be great in practice. Yeah. Um, however. They did say that there was, like on some of the videos, there was like a, a foot switch, which seems to integrate into this whole system. Yes, it's a wireless foot switch, but it's sold separately. Oh, there you go. So that, it I mean. confirmed in that spec sheet that I was just reading. That's fucking ridiculous. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that absolutely needs including in the price, but at the same time, ideally I would have a, Line 6 Helix as well as my Variax, but they don't sell them together. Yeah. <laughs> I know it does a very different thing, but it also does control the guitar if you want it to, so... Yeah, anything from the LT upwards has got the L6 link, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, essentially what we're saying is... Um, Simpsons did it, but Line 6. Um, yeah. It, it, granted, it is a lot more pricey. Granted. Like, like we mentioned, the the um, the guitar on this is about four hundred quid. I think is what they're asking for the yeah the pre order. You're paying more than that for a Variac standard. Um, yes, you would. And then for an LT on top of that is about eight hundred quid. So we're talking the best part of like twelve, thirteen hundred quid. Um, which is going to be considerably more than one of these plus, plus the foot the, switch plus the yeah, foot switch but like you say like the, the foot switch realistically needs to come with it for you to be able to use it anywhere other than the bedroom and maybe that this isn't aimed at somebody who's a gigging musician maybe it is aimed at the bedroom player who just wants one effect to go on alongside their guitar yeah 
and, oh, you know. Yeah, like as a practicing tool, because it does mention it's got an 80-second looper in, yeah. inbuilt with it, um, which you might be able to, in, like, engage without a foot switch. Unlikely, but you might be able to do. Um, so, yeah, like, there's, there's potential for that to be a thing. Um, but from what I heard, the, the effects weren't particularly great. Well, I imagine it's going to be, what was that, um, multi-effect series that they had? Was it G- GE's? Yeah. So you, GE, G- that was, I was about to say GT and I was like, no, that's boss. Uh, yeah. So you got the GE, I think they did the, like a 20 or 200 and then. Yeah, I think they did a 20, a 100, and a 200, and possibly yeah. a 300. But yeah, like so I imagine it's going to be the multi-effects from that. And yeah, they're probably not fantastic, but I think it's probably not aimed at, like, the Variax and an LT would be aimed at a gigging musician. I think yeah. this is probably more aimed at somebody who just wants to have a couple of effects and play at home and, you know, just have a bit of a mess around and a, a bit of an experiment and not need to get the board out. Um I'm not saying I would go for it. Like the the fact that there's, I think it says nine guitar models and 126 effects and yeah, you, you know, I'm I'm sure it's fine, but like, it's just it it's probably not quite aimed at me. Although the fact that it's a roasted maple neck Stratocaster with Alnico fives in it, yeah, like that that speaks to me a little bit. I mean, the way that we use our Variax is, is very much with the smart knob disengaged. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. So... And, and, you know, if it's a, like, it's absolutely, I, I said this to you before the podcast, it's something that if it was in store and I went into a store, I would probably ask to try one. Yes, they'd probably say, oh, the guy who does that, who knows how that works isn't in today and the battery's flat. But yeah. at least I would have the interest to ask the question. Yeah, and you'd you'd be able to try it in, in the way that time. we'd be we'd be using it anyway, hmm. which is uh, I mean you can plug as it a into, yeah you can plug it into an amp you won't get any other fancy stuff but you can try it out as a guitar and be like yeah pretty much that's how I'm going to use it so <laughs> um, yeah so I think from from our summation of that we've pretty much said like the the guitar modelling is not going to be up to standard as as the Variax. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Almost guaranteed. The multi-effects are not going to be... They're not going to exceed that of the... Um, at, at, at very least of the, the highest-end GE, like the Moore GE, which is... Yeah. I think they're possibly about 200-ish quid. Yeah. You have to buy a foot switch separately. Why not just buy a guitar that you want and a more G? Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, let's look at it from the other angle. How many roasted maple neck HSS strats can you buy for 400 quid? Um, There are some. Um, yes, there's the Harley Benton ones that are coming straight to mind. Yeah, um, the one I think Jet, the ones that were featured on the Guitar Geeks channel. Yes, I remember. I was around that price, and I think there was roasted maple within that. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, I think you, you're definitely limited uh, guitars at that price point with that kind of spec. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to really look, haven't you? But yeah. With the like, if, mean, you did, if you did go the Harley Benton route, you'd get roasted maple, but you'd also get stainless steel frets as well. Yeah, as and, opposed to nickel. <laughs> yes. Um, so you, you're potentially getting a higher spec guitar and yeah. a cheaper. Yeah. So, so it's like it's trying to. Um, I think it's trying to bring a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. That's my my instinct of it. I would love to try one. I'd love to like the the marketing for it. All this kind of enigmatic teasing that they're doing. It's got me interested. So you you you've worked it well. Moore, you've done a good job there. Yeah. From what I've heard, your product doesn't make a great deal of sense. But change my mind. Bring get some more information on it. Change my mind. Yeah, I want to see one of these in the hands of somebody on YouTube that I trust the opinion of. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see it in the hands of the Guitar Geek or somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just find out, you know, their, their kind of opinions on it because it really does intrigue me but at the moment I'm not sold on the idea of doing anything more than if I happen to be in a shop and it's there asking if I can try it yeah yeah I think that's that's about the extent as to which I am committed to it as well are you yeah I'm almost certain that it won't make it to shops I uh, it will make it to some shops, of course, but I don't think it will make it to any of the shops that I frequent. So I don't yeah. think I ever will get the opportunity, which is, it's a, it's a shame. So I am waiting for that Guitar Geek review of it. Yes. Um, speaking of affordable, <laughs> affordable instruments, I mean, we're going the complete opposite way here. Um, I have made made it no no secret that I am a bit of an Ibanez aficionado. Um, when I was a younger man, um, you played the silver ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I was Ed Bright. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I like I, Ibanez were one of the um, one of the consistent guitar companies that were that were out there and that I latched onto. Um, like my first proper real gigging guitar was an Ibanez RG 370 um and I've still got it um I've got various Ibanezes um I yeah I I have very much hitched my wagon to that that guitar company and as I've um matured in my um wants and desires as a guitar sorry what as you've matured (laughs) sorry what so my, my my guitar taste has changed. Ah, I mean, okay. I still Sorry. draw draw dicks on things, and <laughs> I was going to say I'm literally looking at a balls out fuzz. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, look, as as my guitar tastes have changed, at least anyway, um, because they have they have matured. They've they've become more um, kind of refined, and uh, the the gain has been turned down. The pickups yes. are less. Like shouty, violent, <laughs> yeah, um, and a, a more refined. Um, Ibanez 
have catered for that as well. Like, there's always been stuff in the Ibanez catalog that caters for um, the the more subtle guitar player, but then they do they do the extremes really well. And the extremes is what we're talking about today. Uh, about ten years ago now, they released the Iron Label series, and it kind of fizzled out. But they're they're back with a bang. So they've released five new instruments. Well, they've released three new instruments and two basses. Um, okay. Uh, so we've got <laughs> a six and a seven string version of a guitar that was discontinued. Um, again, probably about. 12, 15 years ago, um, the Ibanez Zyphos. It's got quite a, quite a cult following, um, especially like the, the chameleon, um, chameleon flake paint job that they did on them. Um, so the, Zy- the Zyphos has, um, there's, it's been bubbling in the, in the background and I've been hearing more and more about it, um, mainly from my friend Wayne, who happens to be in a, like a metal <laughs> band. He says, I'd love a Zyphos. Um, he plays... Um, uh, he, he plays an Ibanez Iceman. He plays, weirdly enough, he plays um, an Ibanez Iceman that used to own... Uh, used to be owned by uh, Sam from Dragon Force. How did he come across one of those? Um, it, it came up for sale and he bought it. And he just bought it yeah. on a whim. Did it cost Indeed. him more than a second-hand Iceman should have cost? No, it was it was relatively cheap. Oh, nice! Yeah, he, he got a, he got quite a, quite a deal on it. Um, so he's he's got that. He's he's recently as well. Uh, he's a he's a mad bastard. Um, he he bought uh, an Iceman that was a six-string Iceman, and he bought a seven-string RG. I think it was just an RG seven something something something. Yeah, yeah. He cut the middle out of the RG, like literally cut the center section out of the RG, cut the wings off the Iceman, and glued them together to make a seven string Iceman. Um, Jeez. I mean, it, it's it's fucking mental, but it's, that is Wayne through and through. Um, it, yeah, he's 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 mad, but gotta love the guy. Um, he he will be kicking himself in the Iron Label series. There is a seven string Iceman. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they've stolen his idea. They did, they yeah, stole it. And each of these Icemen are made by chopping up a regular Iceman and splicing it with an RG. Um, so yeah, in an so- official way. <laughs> that's it um so six and seven strings ifos uh seven string iceman uh there's two five string bases but well, shall we shall we mention them uh, we just did there you go um i mean i don't, what are you gonna say to me it's it's got a pj config because i don't think it's gonna have like fucking 830 humbuckers in it isn't it or something like that i think both the both are similar um the one has got slanty frets the other one hasn't okay so one's one's if you're wonky and one's if you're normal yeah i think i think they're both from the btb shape which is it's a long-running series of ibanez bases um the so the the six and the seven string side fuss and the seven string iceman 
uh, they have eb ebony boards. They are neck through construction, which I think the old iron labels were as well. The old iron labels used to be about six, seven hundred pound mark. These ones are somewhere in the region of about eleven to thirteen hundred. So I've got I've got the the figure in euros. It's twelve nine eight in euros or thirteen nine eight for the uh, seven string Xiphos. Okay, that seems like quite a lot. I think that they come as standard with uh, Damasio deactivators, which are f I think the um, the first run of iron labels were uh, EMGs. So. Similar, similar kinds of um, idea. Less faff though, because the uh, the deactivators sound like an active pickup without being an active pickup. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but largely, we're not metal <laughs> metal guitarists. <laughs> uh, no. But I thought it was worth mentioning just because the Zyphos has been out of production for such a long time. Um, and there's there's been a little bit of a a cult resurgence of them, and now they've uh, reissued them, and the Iron Label series is back. So they're on the on the kind of nostalgia trip. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and to be honest, I think Ibanez are doing doing a lot of the right things recently, but like with the recent spate of um, AZ. An AZS um, signature models, um, and and just generally branching down into that area as well, kind of modern, modern playability, vintage sensibility. Yeah, you've got all of the kind of semi-hollow, the art core. Um, you've got stuff like the Talman, which is kind of offsetty, telecastery. You've got, um, what else have you got? Like stuff like the fireman as well. Fucking loads of stuff. Like you definitely couldn't name it all off the top of your head, because even after you've got there, you've then got like a lot of different serial codes yeah, that yeah. are like different versions, uh, like slightly different shapes or slightly different colours and slightly different. Yeah, you're not going to remember all of it. Oh no, not at all. But look, uh, I, I reckon I could have a, a fair crack at what's available in the Ibanez catalogue now, like, as a general world, because you've always got RGs, you've got RGAs, you've got S-series, those are always in the catalogue. Yeah. Um, I think there is probably still a standard Iceman uh, somewhere. You probably a Fireman. The, yeah, the Fireman, definitely. You've got, I think the current one they're doing is with the... Uh, three mini humbuckers, the PG 13s. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they've released another Paul Gilbert RG as well. I think there's been a more recent, uh, sure. release, like the PGM series. Um, and are you just trying to name the standard ones without naming all the different oh, like um, the signatures, like signatures, like, the, like yeah, the Voy. And then Nita Strauss and the 13 oh, yeah. different versions of the Vi. Yeah. I mean, Vi, like Vi has gone from the the gem to... There's there's a new one, isn't there? Yeah, didn't we talk about it briefly? 
I can't remember. Oh, uh, maybe we talked about it in a podcast preamble and it never made it in because we ran late or whatever. Yeah, or I mean... We might have waffled a little bit. <laughs> much like talking about the Ibanez catalogue. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck yeah. it, let's run with it. What else can we what else can we know? AZ Artcore. There you go. So the Artcore is made up of quite a few. Uh, yeah, again, you've I... got signature series like uh, John Schofield, uh, George Benson, but those kind you so you've got like the three three five style AS yeah. uh, shape. You've got the the big um jazz box style as well. Yeah, and then we've got the one we talked about last week that was like a Les Paul that wasn't Ibanez. That was, was Holly Bennett. That was Holly Bennett. Yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, the, the one that that was based on, I think they've discontinued that. Oh, the, the one that I think it was based on. Anyway. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. And then there must be other things in that art course series because there's other hollow body shapes you can think of, aren't there? There was there was a really cool. Um, was there not like a like halfway between a Gretsch and a um, three three five? Like it didn't yeah. quite look three three five y, but it wasn't quite as much as a the the center block Gretsches. There used to be like a weird one that looked like it was halfway in between, and I don't know whether that's the one you're referring to as a three three five shape or not. The the yeah, the the is possibly it, yeah, it might well have been. I I. I I once looked at the the art course series five years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I used to study the Ibanez catalogs about twenty years ago. Now, <laughs> fuck, that's that's scary. It's too much. Yeah, it weren't twenty years ago because I was what like fourteen then. No, it was it was, but it's getting close. Maybe like <laughs> seventeen. <years laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what else? The AR ART, I think. The weird yeah. is is that not the art core series June, or is that a different no, thing? No, it's a different thing. The like the junior style. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, I remember that. Because we we did a podcast about them. We uh, did. And we decided that actually we'd probably like one of those a bit more than the Gibsons because they're quarter the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still like they they're quite feature rich as well and the colours were banging. Yeah. Oh man, like Ibanez just are are good. I think I think is is what we've surmised from this. I think that yeah. that's probably where we should end the podcast, really, because we've <laughs> we've done we've done a solid bit there on Ibanez. We have. Uh, we know people love barcodes. That's it. Um, so we we've got some uh, some Patreon peeps to thank, who genuinely it amazes me every week that we have got people listening that <laughs> uh, we've got people who are just so so generous and and so giving that they were willing to support us uh, uh in this rambly awesomeness that we do uh so yeah. thank you to you people and for as little as two dollars a month if you are not part of the patreon crew you can be and you can get your name read out on the podcast like this, Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chevtone Effects, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, and of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast, <laughs> Jismcast. I listened to <laughs> I listened to him this week. Fuck me, it is mwah, amazing. 
Um, who else have we got? I've derailed myself there. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, I'll tell you what we have got: a huge erection. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we have got Mr. Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. That is Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr. Brian Geller of the Tone Jerks podcast. And who also happened to be on the Just Surprise Me podcast, the one that I listened to. So, <laughs> double whammy. So, thank you. He's extended all the way to you guys. Thank you so much. Um, and if you want to catch me online, uh, that is me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on youtube.com slash budgetpedalchap. And YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, where you will find such delights as the Donna Blues Drive, which is not a Blues Driver clone. Um, Mr. <laughs> Matt Quine, is there anything that you would like to plug this week? No, not at all. Just, yeah, if you want to talk to me, the Facebook group's the best place. Um in about a week's time, I'll probably download Twitter once England are knocked out of the Euros. Oh, yeah. And you can it, it get me at heel underscore Matt Q. But, yeah, whilst England are still in the tournament, um, yeah, it's, so, I, I, it's just not worth it because half of my my Twitter is football and I, I, just, I just can't abide the it's coming home people and people who... It's, it's the same people who, who stand things and... Yeah, that's a crossover, and I don't like the word "stan." If you're like, if you support something, it, that kind of irks me a little bit. But it's like we stan it's coming home and things like this. And you just want to like reach through Twitter and throttle somebody to death. Yeah, I, I, I just need to avoid Twitter until England are out of the Euros. That that is a fair summation. Um, I'll, what I will say uh, is that. A day after this podcast is released is when uh, when England will be out of the World Cup, so it will be then safe to um, yeah. to to re-add Matt on Twitter. I think Matt might have uh, might have frozen a little bit here. Oh, there I we am go. back. I'm back now. You are back, but there there we go. Uh, so I reckon that's it. That's where we're ending for today. So from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap. From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Whee! It will be a chatty bye and good night for this week. Turn on a bit. Bye. Bye. I don't know why I'm waving. It's not a live cast. No, no. I'm doing exactly the same. Doodly doodly Exactly that, Matt. What did the green grape say to the purple grape? What did the green grape say to the purple grape? Breathe, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the joke, the joke. I'll take it. Go on. (laughs) Go on, we'll keep it.